Video conferencing has replaced face-to-face -face contact in the age of coronavirus, but this technology isn't without its drawbacks. Zoom bombing has been a disruptive force. It's the act of showing inappropriate or offensive material on a Zoom. This raises problems for schools and students who might be traumatized by such content, and no teacher wants to be in the Zoom where it happens. Today is Wednesday, April 8th. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your Coronavirus Update, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Kristen Decada, you cover education for the Union-Tribune, and as schools are beginning to shift towards distance learning, they're going to have to use video conferencing, and that comes with some challenges. When you explain, what are schools having to deal with with certain trolls online? Yeah, well, it's not clear how many schools are having to deal with these kinds of problems, but there are cases, there are definitely documented cases where, um, you know, teachers are trying to hold Zoom meetings and classes online using Zoom, but they're being interrupted or disrupted by these people who are doing really inappropriate and sometimes racist, sometimes profane things on these Zoom meetings and they're using, yeah, they're using profanity or they're using inappropriate images or um, other cases of this so-called Zoom bombing involves like even porn um, across the country. And so it, it's um, really kind of shown just how much, you know, as all school districts are trying to find ways to go online they're also putting themselves like they have to put a, put themselves at just kind of a risk for online security and safety um, issues that could come up, including this one. And it's not clear. I, I, I mean, I read about one Zoom case that happened to one San Diego Unified class, um, and it wasn't clear whether the people who were doing the actions were students or not. So it's not um, it's not 100% clear if it's, you know, people who were had access to it or people who just hacked themselves into it. But, um, yeah, this is definitely happening and it's creating some concerns among some school districts who are saying that they're going to avoid even using Zoom at all. Mm -hmm. Can you describe that uh, incident that was kind of the focus of the story? Yeah, so basically I talked to this one dad whose high school daughter was went to an advanced biology zoom meeting and then what happened was there were at least these three kind of strange people in the zoom meeting one of them was wearing a red ski mask and had the username d's nuts and he made a bunch of hand signs in front of his camera at one point during the meeting and it was just i i saw like a clip of it and it was just very disturbing looking and there was another person who had an image of um on, like a, who was displaying an image of a bearded man and then it had a caption that said the teacher the name of the teacher and then quote unquote hates black people and then a, he had a third person um and none of these people the high school daughter recognized but the third person um, used the N-word in the group chat. So, yeah, all very strange and inappropriate and offensive things. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's kind and of like... And this is all for high school students, so yeah, a high school class. Yeah, it's kind of like the the worst parts of the internet now have another means to mess up people's days. And uh, something you were covering earlier today also got Zoom bombed as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I was in a press conference for a different... It wasn't for San Diego Unified, it was for something else. But yeah, we were literally going through the question and answer section. And then all of a sudden, this music this music takes over uh, the whole conference. And then I look at the screen or I go into the main screen and then there's, oh my gosh, there's like a video of porn. And I'm like, oh my God, this is horrifying. I was, it was, it was extremely unpleasant and semi scarring experience. Like this is not something that, I don't know, this is definitely happening. And it's just, uh, I don't know, people need to be really careful about, um, using these platforms, and so uh, there are def- there are like some features that Zoom has that are supposed to help increase the security, like using the waiting room feature where the host approves people before they get to join the meeting. But I don't know. It, it's I don't know. It's it, I think we're still it's still unclear to me exactly how safe the or i don't know just how secure everything can be even with the uh safety controls yeah it certainly is disturbing especially like with the examples of like a classroom like it's one thing if someone manages zoom bomb like a public press conference where everyone has the login or something but when it's something that's you know intimate or only a couple group of people that's you know certainly much more shocking yeah and it's it's especially uh, I see with students because they're minors and there are, you know, federal privacy laws that protect students' information. So the parent I talked to, uh, whose daughter got Zoom bombs, like he was, or had that incident happen, he was concerned about her privacy and the privacy of the other students in the class. And so it, that's especially touchy. Mm-hmm. So what are schools doing to solve this problem? Because, you know, it's one thing to just have message boards, but if you're going to use this technology, how can they do it in a way that's safe? Yeah, so there are uh, certain safety features they can use, like the waiting room, and then you could also require a password. Um, and then the meeting hosts and the teachers in the, these cases, they have the ability to remove participants if they're doing something inappropriate or... Um, they also have the ability to disable private chats and things like that. So these are some of the main things that pretty much all school districts using Zoom are highly recommending that their teachers use. Um, and then um, standing the Unified, for example, is also uh, in a, pretty much every school district that is, um, or a lot of the school districts that are relying on these kinds of platforms, they're offering training to their teachers as well. But for example, for San Diego Unified's case, they're not requiring the training. So it's not like, um, but I think, yeah, so we can't say for sure that every teacher has taken the training, but they are offering it. Yeah, and it just sounds like an additional hurdle because it's like you're trying to teach a class, but then on top you have to essentially be a content moderator. It doesn't sound ideal. Yeah, yeah and then it's, I, I think for uh, certain teachers who don't have as much familiarity with using these online tools or these digital tools it's um especially um it, it 
could be a little intimidating for them. Like the teacher who was, I spoke with the teacher who hosted the meeting of the, that the high school daughter was in. And she said she was still learning how to use zoom. And um, so I think it was also partly just something she wasn't familiar with. And so I think that's why it's important to have all this training before um, school districts completely switch over to distance learning and online learning. And we've talked about this previously, but what's the timeline for online learning for Unified to really get going full force? Yeah, so right now they're, they just started what they're calling the soft launch of distance learning. So this is when they're doing teacher training and they're not yet being giving grades for students' work, but they will start giving grades um, on April 27th, which is about three weeks from now. That's when they're officially going to launch distance learning and they're going to return to formal instruction or formal school. Mm-hmm. And given the risks of using these technologies, are there any schools that are taking a different approach, like maybe only using message boards or even email or Google services that don't you know, have the possibility of students being traumatized by, you know, illicit content? I do know of some school districts that are not focusing on, you know, getting a device to every student because they believe that um, there are students like who don't, uh, who might not learn as well online versus say, like you, oh, I, I know of some school districts that are relying more on paper Markets, um, like uh, just physical materials to uh, reach students and to and to teach them, and so yeah, there are definitely there's definitely a range where not everyone is completely relying on um, this kind of live online instruction via video conferencing tools. So there are other ways that you can um, that some districts are doing distance learning without. Um, just using, uh, well, no school district is entirely using uh, live video conferencing, but um, I think everyone's doing kind of a variety. And there, in some cases, like San Diego Unified, they're leaving it up to teachers to decide what they want to do. But um, yeah, there are definitely districts that are um, not 100% relying on digital or online tools. Mm-hmm. And also, what do you know about uh, districts that don't have as much resources, how they're handling this problem? Because it's one thing for Unified to get, you know, thousands of Chromebooks to give to, to students, but I imagine that isn't possible in every district. Yeah, so it's um, dependent on whether the district already had Chromebooks or laptops to give to students. So that's the case for San Diego Unified. They already had um, tens of thousands of laptops, but yes, there are definitely other districts that don't have them and wouldn't, it just wouldn't be, um, feasible for them to suddenly buy thousands of laptops. And so, um, I think what some are doing is again, relying on the paper packets and distributing those at meal sites, for example, is one way that they're getting them out. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that seems to be the main other option that a lot um, that some schools are really on. All right, Kristen Takeda, thank you so much and stay safe. Thank you, you too. Now your coronavirus update. San Diego County reported five additional deaths, bringing the disease's death toll to 36. 
there are 1,530 confirmed cases in the county. County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher reiterated Wednesday that because of an ongoing lack of testing, the current available statistics aren't an accurate picture of the outbreak in the county. While San Diego's outbreak is less intense than in other areas, health officials stress the importance to continue social distancing. A Harbor Police Department officer has tested positive for COVID-19, a Port of San Diego official said Wednesday. Immigration and Customs Enforcement said it will review releasing some people in high-risk groups during the pandemic. At least six ICE detainees and five employees have tested positive in the Otay Mesa Detention Center. A large group of detainees who may have been exposed are being held together at the facility. The group will have to stay together until no new cases are identified within the group for 14 days. Among them are detainees believed to be at high risk for severe illness or death if they are infected. Finally, one last thing. You're not imagining it. We're all having weird dreams right now. An ongoing dream survey done by Harvard shows that because of the pandemic, people are reporting intense and often terrifying dreams more frequently. Also, because many of us are staying inside more, we're also sleeping more, which causes more dreams and more vivid dream recall. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We want to remind you that information is your first line of defense. The San Diego Union Tribune is dedicated to bringing you the latest news in print, online, and on our podcasts. Right now, you can read many of our public health stories online for free without hitting the paywall. But you can get all of the news at your fingertips wherever and whenever you want if you're a subscriber. Don't miss a story. Go to uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.